Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I am your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about persistent state management using query params. So super interesting. You're going to find out about that. Let's get started. We'll say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guests, and then we'll get the show rolling. Uh, joining us today, we've got Mike Brocky. Mike, what is going on? Not too much. Big Tuesday. No, Wednesday. I don't even know. I don't know the days of the week. So. It is Wednesday. Yeah. That's when we have Angular Air. It's Wednesday, right? Hump day. Yeah. Getting through it, right? Mike, 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 Mike. Yo, Mike, yo, Mike. That, that, is, that, is, that is how I know what day it is. Like, if there's a podcast or not. <laughs> oh, man. We need that camel. That would be awesome. Alyssa, how's it going? Going great. Me and Mr. Milks are ready to learn all about the query params. Nice. Nice. And our guest today is Ilya. Ilya, how's it going? Hello, everyone. It's going perfect. <laughs> awesome. We're here. Everything's perfect. We are very excited to have you. Do uh, you want to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Give them background, stuff like that? Uh, sure. So I kind of do a lot of stuff, but the main stuff that I do, uh, I'm a co-founder of a small software company. It's called Hill Grant. This is our logo. And uh, we pretty much develop web applications there. One of the largest applications that we're currently working on is a portal for monitoring uh, and controlling off-grid uh, and hybrid-powered systems. So it's something that it's really big and complicated. And it's like the largest Angular application that I ever worked on. So there are a lot of challenges. And we also have smaller projects. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm also a Google developer expert for web technologies and Angular. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, very nice to be one. So um, what else do I do? Uh, I also teach in Sofia University. I'm a part-time lecturer in the advanced JavaScript course. And I also do a lot of private courses. I teach JavaScript, Node.js, everything just related to JavaScript, Angular, React. So, Pretty much I like to cover <laughs> everything because I really love the different technologies and how they solve um, the problem that we are all trying to solve, how to write code easier. And um, yeah, I also do private trainings and teach in other academies. So just a bunch of stuff, <laughs> really. Very cool. Hey, I got a question. Today's about... gonna be a... Okay. I was just going to say today's going to be a little bit more public with the training. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I really, I really enjoy to speak and to present to people. So hopefully, I will do well. I just mentioned to Justin that it's for me it's very <laughs> complicated to like present stuff on my laptop this way because I kind of don't see the other people and I don't understand if they understood what I'm trying to show them. But I will try my best. So <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> Nice. But the nice thing to keep in mind is while you might not get that immediate feedback, you could just assume that everybody got it. And if they don't, they could just rewind and rewatch it again. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. There okay. you go. I'll, I'll try to do that. <laughs> hey, I have a question about the training stuff. Uh, so you talk that you're, you do JavaScript, JavaScript stuff as well as Angular and React and things like that. Do you find challenges where you get into, okay, I'm teaching JavaScript versus Angular with TypeScript? And oh, wait. That's a TypeScript thing, not a JavaScript thing. Uh, I don't like. I I don't find uh, problems when I'm doing this. The only problem is that I'm so used to writing TypeScript that when I start writing, I just put like the annotations and I write TS in front uh, back like an extension for the file, and I'm like, oh man, I need to control myself. So yeah, and uh, even like uh, this week, I I I was showing some people some basic uh, JavaScript. And it turned out that I forgot how to, uh, I didn't forget, but I forgot how to write the link tag so I can uh, load external CSS file. I was like, I forgot totally how to write this. I mean, I use Webpack for this. <laughs> so yeah, Automa automation is not the best thing. Like you kind of uh, forget certain things. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I think that's one challenging thing as a as a trainer and, and teacher, right? Is like you got to think about you got to be able to deconstruct that stuff and then pull out of your maybe developer mode where you're trying to solve problems when you're building apps and go back into this. Okay, how can I extract out the other noise to focus on the part that you're teaching? Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Living 
worlds at the same time. And you're like, okay, I just taught. Now I got to go write some code. It's it's kind of challenging, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've been writing all day and trying to fix something and then you go and teach and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> for, so sure. for sure. I, I, I have a question already. So uh, you talk about doing different trainings regarding Angular and uh, just raw JavaScript slash TypeScript. Um, what we're going to be going over today with query params and maintaining state that way uh, as the topic, are we talking about this in the context of being framework agnostic? Um, because routes and query parameters is framework agnostic. Um, so I'm just curious what context we're going to be talking about that today. So we're going to be talking, of course, in the context of Angular. After all, it's Angular Air, and uh, Angular is my preferred choice of uh, writing software in. Uh, but uh, it can be used everywhere. Uh, because uh, from time to time, I go and work on different projects as a consultant or contractor. I really find uh, that people kind of forgot about query params and that you can actually use the uh, URL to store a certain state for your application. And I, I really don't understand why people stopped using this. Like back in the days, we were using it all the time uh, just because we had to send certain data to the backend. But nowadays, everybody just forgot about it. <laughs> so yeah, this is why I want to like kind of uh, mention it. So query params, they're not just an Angular thing. Query params are just like the, param the parameters that you put after the path of your uh, URL. Because I was talking to my friend the other day about, I was like, he, he said, oh, we should do something like this. And I was like, oh, like with query params. And he was like, what are those? And so I just assumed that they were an Angular only thing and not like a JavaScript thing. No, they're browser thing, pretty much the web web thing. <laughs> They're not uh, <laughs> angular or anything. We've been using them since the days we wrote PHP. <laughs> oh, man, memories, memories. I've been down that road. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, shall we get dive into the topic? Yeah, sure. So, Justin, share my screen if you want. Um, and just let me know, or I'm going to see, actually, yeah, so you can go ahead and add, do the screen share at the bottom. And ah, pick okay, okay. And then it'll show up, and then I'll share. Okay, screen. I'm going to share the entire screen. Hopefully, I won't uh, show something that I don't want you to see. <laughs> Perfect. So I guess you can see now, right? Yep. Uh, okay, so this is the small library that I wrote, and uh, pretty much I'm going to uh, just uh, quickly say a, a few words about it. Um, okay, so pretty much why why do we need this kind of stuff and why do we use it? So I really like when I'm developing uh, or when we are actually developing uh, applications in uh, our company to uh, kind of writes the so-called de deterministic user interfaces. So um, what is actually to be deterministic? Uh, like in, if you check in Wikipedia, you're going to see that uh, in computer science, uh, they say that deterministic system is a system in which no randomness is involved in the development of future states of the system. And of course, when we are writing software, we cannot like uh, write fully deterministic software because we cannot write everything with pure functions, right? just because um, when we are making a request to the server, uh, it can either return certain data or it can return an error or it can return different data, even though we're making the same request because somebody made certain modifications and stuff. So we cannot write usable software without effects. But that doesn't mean that we cannot uh, write like deterministic user interfaces. And my idea, uh, when I was actually writing this uh, library, it was pretty much to have something like a Turing machine. So probably most of you know what a Turing machine is, but pretty much you feed the machine with certain uh, inputs, and based on the, this input, uh, the machine like changes its state. So we can actually think about the URL here in our browsers as this input, and what we actually want to have as a result as a result. Uh, if we enter this URL to have the same state of the application. And yeah, pretty much that's what, that was the idea of developing this small library. Um, 
And uh, pretty much Angular out of the box give us the option to define uh, root parameters, root parameters, uh, and we do it uh, when we are listing our pads, for example. Pretty much we do a slash and we put the uh, semicolon with the like parameter that we want, of course. But uh, there is no, no not a way that we can actually define qu qu query parameters. And what I what we found when we were actually developing uh, applications is that uh, we really want to have persistent state. And what better way to have persistent state than using the query parameters for that? But uh, there are certain difficulties with this. And uh, pretty much I had the idea of writing this library. And uh, what we actually do is uh, on the root level, of the root level, when we are defining our roots, we use the data and we can actually um, define some certain configuration for this small library. And we can uh, just show what kind of root parameters we're going to have uh, for the, this particular root and uh, what, ki what kind of default values um, we're going to have. For example, if this root parameter is not uh, set, for example, let's say page, we're going to have the value of zero. So we can actually like think if we are thinking about NGRX, pretty much this is going to be our initial state uh, of our store. And uh, we have, we, we, we kind of like need mm, more logic just because whenever we're talking about query parameters, we have a string. And what is cool about strings is that they are immutable by nature, just because we cannot mutate strings, right? So this is a really big plus, um, just because um, we don't have to care if we're going to like um, mess up something. For example, in NGRX, you need you need to always uh, return a new object, right? But here, you don't care. I mean, it's immutable by nature, so it's really cool. But th there is like a, another problem that, for example, if we want to store something in the query parameters of the URL, uh, we are going to store it as a string. So we have to have certain ways to kind of like uh, convert this value to a certain format that is going to be more useful. And for example, by putting the type converter option, we can actually say that we want uh, to take this like value and convert it to a string or convert, convert it to a Boolean or convert it to a number or something like that, it's going to be more useful uh, for us inside the applications, uh, in our application. So pretty much these are the configurations here that we actually put. Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm going to like um, quickly do a demo. So I'm going to kind of live code so everybody can see how we can configure a user interface. And um, after that, I'm just going to show the different, some of the different options already developed, so I don't take a lot of time. Um, for example, yeah, I'm not going to go through all of them now, but pretty much I hope that you're getting the idea. Any feedback? Is it kind of clear or you have certain yeah, questions? Yeah, I, I got a couple questions. Yeah, well, okay. One, first of all, uh, can I ask you to bump up the font or zoom in a little bit on that? Yep, is it okay? Uh, well, how about one more? One more? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we got people to watch on mobile, and so it's a little bit smaller. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Cool. So I'm going to try and kind of unpack this really quick, to kind of from a higher level view, right? Uh, sure. So we talk. You talk about the route parameters, right, and how we can con mm -hmm. can define those when we define our routes, right? Yeah. But with query yep. params, we don't, right? And that's kind of the main goal of this thing, right? Is that with query params, we're talking about everything after the question mark in our URL. Um, exactly. We have a way to define that at the route level when we define our routes. So we end up doing things like reading that value maybe in a resolver or inside a component somewhere. And this is attempting to bring that at the route definition level. So we kind of have the same behavior as a route parameter, but a query param there. And then also to try and like provide this logic and, and rules around these query params so that we have these fixed values, these default values, and, and all that logic can kind of be wrapped up into one spot for working with that rather than separate it out and just randomly throughout our app, right? Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. This is the idea. So you can actually configure if you want only this query params to be present in your URL or not. Uh, this is actually configured by this remove unknown. So if any other query param for this route is uh, 
is uh, kind of like met that it's not from these ones it will be automatically removed and same goes for if uh, for example page size is something else than these values that we provided here so it's for if, if for example it's a hundred it will it will be automatically removed which is very useful yeah I really like this uh, I can see because I, I find I've got myself in scenarios in applications where there's logic based around these query params right and there's rules exactly. rules and things like that and to have that just segmented out throughout the app it's hard to keep track of or you get a new one that's added right it's like where do you add that this centralizes that into one spot where you're saying look this, these are all the business rules around uh, query params and handling those and it's mm -hmm. you manage it in one spot I'm assuming then you can test it in one spot like it it it, it brings that all together um, as one. So total use case I can see for sure. Yeah, exactly. We we actually use it in our applications and that's why it why it exists because it's very useful to us. And I decided that if it's useful to us, maybe it will be useful for someone else. So actually it's still in kind of development mode. So that's why I'm kind of doing the episode. Uh, if there is someone who's interested in uh, I'm openly, uh, I'm very open to contributions so we can actually uh, make this uh, thing even better than it is now. <laughs> but it's very useful. We're actually using it in production. Um, yeah, so pretty much this, this is it. Uh, and when we, when we are actually talking about state management, we always uh, kind of think about NGRX, right? But we, with NGRX, we have this extra logic that we have to write. We have to write reducers. We have to write... Uh, unique strings for our actions. We have to uh, write action creators and stuff like that. Here, we actually don't need those kind of stuff. Uh, just because, as I said, uh, the only way that we are actually uh, mutating the URL, this is when we're actually doing a navigation. And uh, we don't need uh, any actions for this. We just use the router.navigate and we feed it with the query params that we want uh, to change. And uh, yeah, the best thing is that it uses uh, RxJS underneath, so we can use our favorite streams. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. So I think that uh, I should jump into live coding just to show how we can actually uh, create something with this. Is it okay? Heck yeah, for sure. So okay, so I'm going to boost the fonts here. Is it okay like this? Yep, that looks good. Thank you. Perfect. So I uh, I just created this uh, Angular application, and I already developed certain parts. I want to focus on the parts that are actually uh, uh, basically from the library, uh, from the query param store library. Uh, so we have like uh, I'm just going to walk you quickly. We have the core module that we have like some navigation here. Um, we have some guards for uh, one wizard that I'm going to show later. Uh, so where, where we are actually going to start is from the users model that is actually uh, lazy loaded. Here we can actually see it, that it's lazy loaded. And inside it, we have this uh, route that we're going to be actually configuring. So here we have a list. This is going to be the list of all users. As you see, I'm using uh, Angular material inside. And there are certain parts missing that we're actually going to be taking from um, the user service, I'm just going to live code it. Uh, and we also have the entity component. The entity component is pretty much uh, a component that is going to be in a dialog. And whenever we click uh, edit on a certain row, we can basically open the dialog and we can edit a user or something like that. I'm, I'm not going to uh, actually be editing stuff because I'm using a free API that's only download, uh, that I can only get from, I cannot actually uh, update the data, but uh, I think that it will be, um, I mean, it's easier to kind of customize it with. Uh, What's the API, do you remember? Sorry? I was just curious what the API was. I, I remember it because it's right here. So I use JSON placeholder. Uh, of course, this is not the best way to actually uh, use it. Of course, we can put it inside the interceptor and stuff, but I just want to keep uh, things easier. So this is the API that I'm going to use. I'm just quickly going to open it. I use it a lot for demos, uh, and it's pretty nice because we have pagination and we have a lot of things that we can use. So these are the endpoints here. And uh, no, where these are the endpoints. So I'm going to be using the users. And this is the data that we're going to be receiving. 
I'm not going to be using all the data, so pretty much I use the ID name and username uh, and email, I think. So the other data, I don't present it, I, I don't use it, but if you're, uh, if you're doing demos, it's really useful. You can just go to this uh, domain and you can use it. Cool, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. So uh, the problem here is, uh, by the way, if you're, uh, if you're struggling to know how um, to, for example, uh, sort things and uh, filter things and stuff, uh, you just need to go to the, uh, I think, to the guide or to the GitHub page. And then, and there you can actually see a more detailed documentation about uh, the the API, how you can actually control it. For example, here, uh, if I search for sort, then you can see like filtering, paginating, sorting, and other operations that you can actually do. So here is how our queries are going to be looking like. Um, okay, so let's go back to the to our application. Uh, I also, uh, here, as you see, we have like a user service that maybe let's start from here. Probably it's going to be uh, easier. So our user service, uh, what is it going to be doing? So I'm not going to be using uh, NGRX because I don't want to complicate things more. Um, but I'm going to use something uh, similar that I created. As you see, we're going to have reply subject for our list. These are going to be the users. Uh, and I'm going to have a reply subject, for example, for the entity. entity. This is the, uh, going to be the user that I'm actually editing if I'm editing something. Otherwise, it's going to be no, I think. Uh, and we are also going to have these loaders for the different, uh, for the different things, for, for the list and for the entity that we're going to be using uh, while loading something to present uh, a spinner or something. Uh, okay, and what do we actually do here? Pretty much we get the data. So I uh, developed this interface. This is called the iQuery data. So my idea is to have pagination, filtering, and sorting for this uh, user uh, dashboard that I'm going to be creating. And pretty much because I'm, uh, I'm going to be using um, these query params, page, page size, filter, and sort, I have to kind of uh, manipulate it so it can look the way that the API accepts it, just because it's not my API and I cannot control it. I have to create this like query builder and pretty much uh, it's not something like very hard. Uh, of course, this code is going to be uploaded to my GitHub page and everyone who's, uh, who wants to check it out uh, can do it there. So pretty much I, here I create the query that it's needed for the backend. Okay, so this is our uh, user service. Uh, where did it go? And I think that it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fine. It's not very complicated, right? So we 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 load all the users here, and pretty much we load one of the users. And whenever we're doing this operation, pretty much we present the spinner, or and we hide it when the data gets back. So I hope that everything's clear. <laughs> So let's start using our user service. So the first part, uh, actually, I'm going to start by configuring our query param store. And we're going to do this in our user routing. So here we have the uh, default route for our list component. And uh, as you see, we have already a resolver. So the idea of the resolver is basically to make the call for the users to get loaded. Uh, and we're going to do this on uh, our next step. So here I'm going to define the data. As you see, I created these interfaces that help us kind of understand what kind of properties we can uh, have so uh, we can configure our root params easier. Um, okay, so I'm going to say query params config. And inside here, I'm going to uh, use the default values. I have to rename this proper property because default values is not correct. I, uh, I want something more meaningful, for example, like state, because it's actually going to be the default state uh, or state configuration or something like that, because we actually configure certain things. But any, anyways, uh, let's start with saying that we're going to have a query param that is going to be called page. And the, the, the default value uh, is going to be one. So pretty much I'm going to be, uh, whenever I enter this uh, interface, uh, if I don't have a query param page, I want to have one. So it's going to be the first page. Then I'm going to have page size. So page size, um, I want this to be 
a number. As, you, as I said, uh, when we are using query params, everything is actually a string. So by giving this JavaScript constructor, uh, as you see, this is not TypeScript, this is the JavaScript number constructor, we tell it how this value needs to be converted. So whenever we are actually using it inside our application, uh, it will be a number, not a string. And uh, I'm, going, uh, I'm also going to say that I'm not going to have multiple values. This is something that I'm going to explain a little bit later, what that means. And uh, I'm going to say that the default value, uh, it's going to be, let me just put the allowed values. I use these page sizes that I created. Pretty much it's a, um, a constant. Here, there it is, with the default page sizes. So it's five and 10. Uh, and I'm going to say that the value is going to be the first one, uh, which is the five. Then uh, we're also going to have a filter so we can filter our users. So inside the filter, I'm going to say that the type converter is going to be a string. I also give it like the constructor, of course, multi -fos. Um Certain like interfaces for these query params need to be optimized so you don't have to write this, but this is another thing that I have to do. Uh, what else, what else? So let's say the default value is going to be an empty string. And uh, because the filter is actually going to, we can actually going to be filtering amongst like three columns. I'm, all, I'm actually going to say that uh, multi is true. So whenever we want to have multiple values, uh, we're, we're going to, for a certain query parameter, we're going to say that it's going to be multi-true, and we're going to say that there is going to be a separator. This is actually the separator that we are going to have inside our uh, query uh, per, uh, param value, which is going to be like, um, for example, this thing. So if you don't understand quite what this does, just bear with me. Uh, whenever When we uh, plug things and you see how they work, everything will be clear, hopefully, if it's not now. I have a quick question. Yeah, uh, you mentioned earlier that query params, by the nature of them being part of the URL, are already strings. So, is it necessary to still have that type converter there to say, "Hey, convert this one to a string," even though it's already a string? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I was actually thinking the same. Um, so, the problem here, I think, I have to double check. I'm not sure because I wrote it uh, some time ago and I, I'm not, <laughs> I kind of forgot what I wrote. Uh, but I think the problem here is that we're going to have multiple values. Uh, I think that we might skip this. But one of the problems is, I guess, with TypeScript. So I'm just going to, just because I didn't uh, develop the, the interfaces correctly. So I think that you can actually skip it. Okay. You but, can put it there. I, I was just curious, just wanted to talk through it. Yeah. I have to fix this. <laughs> so yeah, sure. Like I'm going to say to do so I don't forget. I really have to do certain optimizations, but yeah, we don't really need this. Well, before we move on, there's people watching right now and people are going to watch a recorder. If you're interested in contributing to an open source project, go ahead and uh, look through the interfaces and see where you can help out. Sure, like uh, I, I'm actually going to post on the repo, like what kind of uh, stuff need to be done or certain ideas that yeah. uh, I have. That's so, that's so exciting. You Can you like tweet it when you post so I can like get on that and retweet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do that. Um, okay, so should we continue? Yeah, I got, I got a couple questions real quick. Okay. Um, but they're short ones, I promise. Uh, so this, when these, like the default values, will it actually change the URL in the browser with these default values based on this? Or is it something that's just then stored in the code so that when you access it in the code, you'll have access to it? So when you, when you access uh, inside the code, you'll have these values if they don't exist on top of the URL, like inside the query params of the URL. So this, this is not going to change the URL to on top. So right. pretty okay. much you have your empty URL, and these are going to be the values that when you actually access them from the query param store, you're going to get. So this is the cool thing. <laughs> cool, cool. And then my second question is, uh, do, is there something in the library that handles casing right now 
to match casing or adjust casing. So uppercase, lowercase, that sort of thing in terms of the query params, or uh, is that not part of it? Uh, to be honest, uh, you mean that if I write page like this or? I'm not yeah, sure. so if in the URL, it comes in like the other way, right? Or it comes in all caps or, or things like that. Okay, so say you have uh, something like this. To match those? Yeah, so no. I mean, we, we, if you want to match certain things like this, you have to write it this way here. Uh, we don't have, I, I haven't created something that matches this, for example. But I don't think that this is um, this is correct anyways. I mean, if you're going to have this, probably you have to write it this way here as well. Right, but if, I mean, if my URL yeah. had page the way you have it in the comments, would mm -hmm. this automatically pick it up as the same page on line 19? Will it handle that right now? No, no. That's what I'm saying. That uh, if you want this, you have to like explicitly say that it's going to be like this. And these are two different things, right? Okay. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. You're welcome. I I love questions, so don't uh, don't get I, I don't get worried when you're asking. So whenever you have a question, just throw it. So we're going to also have sorting. So I'm going to say sort. I'm also going to say type converter string. Uh, I have to fix this separator. We're going to have a separator with um, something like this. No, not exactly. I'm going to use this one as well. We're going to have a default value of this, and we're going to have multi-true because we can sort on multiple values. So um, let me just put show filter. It's going to be false. So whenever you don't provide a type converter, like if you give it a value like this, it already knows that it, it, it has to be converted to a Boolean. So you, you don't actually need to uh, explicitly say it. So and, and I'm also going to write this uh, remove unknown because I want no other query parameters for this URL to be uh, present. So this is the configuration for now. Uh, now I'm just going to jump quickly and uh, develop the Resolver, the list resolver. As you see, it's going to be, it is an empty resolver, and uh, I'm quickly going to change. So first of all, I'm going to go here quickly and copy this. I don't use the default one that comes with Visual Studio Code because it messes up the imports here, and uh, it's kind of uh, annoying. I don't know if you tried if you tried it, but for me, it doesn't work correctly, and that's why I have to uh, go inside and kind of. Um, do it myself. So here, uh, what are we going to do? First, I have the I need the constructor. Um, I need to get uh, let me just fix it like that. So I need the user service. Come on. I guess I had too much too many hyperinus tonight. Uh, okay. Private, uh, what do we need? The query param store. Okay. And inside here, uh, what are we going to have? So, first, I'm going to uh, create a local value that is going to be uh, something like that. So, I usually call it, call it SPF. Uh, it comes from sort, paginate, and filter. The idea is to basically sort, store the previous value. I'm going to uh, these are going to be actually the pair of page size, page filter, and sort. I'm going to explain why I'm storing it a little bit later uh, and why I actually need it. So uh, then I'm going to say const spf, something like that. Then I'm going to use the query param store now. And I'm going to say I want to select. And now I kind of like copied the select from the NGRX, like the API. And here you can either give it, for example, a string that you actually want to get from the query param, or you can actually give it a function. So right here, I'm going to have a function. I'm going to get the page, the filter. I'm going to get the sort. And I'm also going to go, uh, get the page size that I need. And uh, I'm just going to construct an object from this and just return it. Uh, it's going to look something like this. Okay. Uh, let me just maybe put it so, so it's more visible. Um, okay. 
So what do we have to do next? I'm going to pipe it. Uh, I'm also going to return it so I don't forget. Return this stream here. Okay, looks good. Here inside, I'm going to tap so I can listen to the values that are going to be put. Okay. Something like this. Then I'm going to use a function that it's called compare. Pretty much this is a function that compares to, to, um, to objects uh, or to anything, like all kinds of stuff, arrays, uh, objects, and stuff like that. It pretty much checks, uh, for example, if it's an object, it checks uh, if the key with this value is, uh, is contained in the other objects and stuff like that. So it's not something very hard. So here I'm going to do if previous value is equal to the current, uh, pretty much I want to return. Why? Because, for example, if uh, for example, if something changes in the query params, this stream is going to emit. And even though if it's not some of these values, uh, we don't want to trigger a reload on our users. So pretty much that's why I'm doing uh, this here. Uh, this is tap. Okay, and uh, here I'm going to say brief SPF equals SPF, and then this dot user service load all. And here I'm going to fill it with the SPF data, these things that are going to be sent to the server. Okay, uh, then I have to not forget to say I want the first value because otherwise uh, our resolver will never complete. And uh, after that, I'm going to say map to true. Uh, you don't have to do this, but I think that it's okay for now. I am, I'm actually not going to be using the uh, values that are returned from the store. So what is this error that we have? Uh, ah, okay, this should be like this for now. Okay. So is this is this clear pretty much, or are there any questions? I Hello. <laughs> you're creating this resolver here, um, and then can you show where you're actually referencing it? Yeah, sure. Uh, right here. So for the list, we're going to be using this resolver. Okay. Yeah, just uh, wanted to remind everyone where that actually is being linked up and where it's being called and when it's being used. Yeah, so the idea is like when you enter this root, uh, before it actually uh, presents the component, this one here, uh, this resolver needs to complete. So this is why it's important for us to say that we want this to complete after the first value, because otherwise, if we miss this, our component will never show. So it's really important to uh, do this. I mean, not with first. I mean, in this case, first is OK. But if you're doing something else, you just need to complete your stream here in some way. OK, so this is the resolver part. And the next part is going to be uh, the last part, which is going to be our list components. So inside the list components, uh, I just pretty much used uh, material. Uh, we have a table, uh, and we also have like a few filters. So pretty much we have a few values that are missing, a few handlers that we have to implement, and everything should start running. Uh, I don't want to like, I didn't want to kind of like show how I put all of this logic and stuff. And I also want to present a more real uh, application. So this is why I actually developed it uh, before the show. So inside the component, uh, let's go inside the code and see what we actually have to do. So yeah, this is uh, something that I'll, I'll be using uh, a little bit later. So first, I have to uh, say page size equals page size. So this is because I fit the um, material paginator with those with this page size that, that I have. So uh, it pretty much is page sizes. Okay, so I, I just need this, uh, this constant here. Uh, I also need the, uh, the displayed columns for the, let me just, quickly go to here to see, yeah, this is the name. Okay, this is something that I need to, uh, so I can present the data from the user. So I'm going to present the name. I'm going to present the username. 
uh, I'm going to present the email and uh, some actions that we can use. For example, this is going to be our edit button. Uh, I need is loading, which is going to be uh, a stream. And this uh, stream is pretty much going to be uh, used whenever, uh, for example, the user list is loading. Uh, we will want uh, it to just uh, show a spinner. So inside the constructor, I will need a few things. First, uh, I will need the user service. Like this. Um, okay. User service. Come on, auto completion. Why are you being so difficult tonight? Um, okay, is list loading perfect? Then what else do I need? Uh, I need the data source that I'm going to fit inside my material table. So user list data source. It's going to be a stream. Uh, I'm not going to give it a type. So I'm going to get it from the user service uh, from the list like that i'm going to pipe it then i'm going to filter it because sometimes i will have a no and after that i'm going to say i want to map i want to get the users and uh oops i have i need another Yep, like this. And I want to say new material uh, table data source. So I think that this was the uh, correct thing to do. And I'm going to present, uh, I'm going to fill it with my users. Okay, uh, I think I need to tell what kind of user interface I'm going to be using like this, right? Or no, uh, users. Okay. So yeah, everything, I, I hope that everything is uh, familiar. So these are the, let me just put this stuff like that. It's very complicated to actually write in such a small window. <laughs> so what I, what else do I need? I also need the user, um, total user count. And this is going to be needed for the pagination. So I'm going to say user list, uh, user service. Um, list pipe, and I'm going to get the total count. Total count, and I'm just going to return it like that. I really love uh, RxJS, so I use it everywhere. <laughs> I hope that you guys do it as well. Uh, what is my mistake, though? Uh, Oh, I forgot a bracket here. Okay, perfect. Nobody's helping me. <laughs> I was about to say something, but you had it under control. So You're yeah. so fast. No help needed. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm like blushing here. I'm sweating and stuff. Oh my gosh. You, I like seriously, I am amazed at how well you are doing and at how like collected and just you're, you're doing amazing. So you... You should not be blushing at all. You should be like, I rock. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. So now we're, uh, we're going to need another dependency. This is going to be the QPS, the Qu uh, Query Program Store. Um, okay. And uh, now from the Query Param Store, I'm going to get the selected page, uh, which is going to be a select page size. Uh, and this is going to be this QPS ps.select and I'm, I'm going to use the page size string i'm going to copy this then uh, this is going to be the current page and i'm going to get the page then i will need the current filter uh, this oops ps.select this is going to be the filter and uh, current Sort. I want to take a quick moment to point something out here too. Um, sure. The fact that you're using this query param store, right? 
has an additional benefit because now in this component, it doesn't need to make use of the router, right? So uh, now yeah, you actually use it only to apply the effects by using router.navigate. This is why you only use it, what you use it for. Right. So now in this component, if I wanted to unit test this component, I can mock out the query param store. I don't have to worry about any of the mocking that goes along with knocking out the router, right? Because exactly. I go to dependency in this component on the router. Yeah, exactly. Whereas so normally if I want query params, I'm using the router service to do that. So that's at least not at this point. Um, what will, uh, you won't be using it for the activated route to determine what route you are currently on. Uh, but I believe what uh, we will need it for is when you change something that it should be reflected as part of the query params. So to, to re-navigate to somewhere else. Yeah, this is why you actually need, need to use the router, yeah. But uh, I was actually at a certain point thinking to maybe adding a navigate to the query param store as well, because uh, uh, with the router, I really and I really we really experienced some 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 difficulties when we want to use uh, to navigate with web query params and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, I think that it's not necessary for now. Plus, uh, when you're unit testing, just adding another. Like thing here is not so complicated. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Okay, so uh, should we continue? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so pretty much uh, I think that we have all those um, uh, things done. We, all, we only need to uh, add a few more handlers. So the handlers, the first one that I copied is page, uh, page uh, change handler. So we're just going to get the active. This is, uh, again, I, I say that this is from material, so I'm not writing anything that is different. Uh, this is the direction, okay, from what I remember. The direction. Okay, so active direction. Then we're going to say this qps.select. We want to get the current sort, and we're going to pipe it. Uh, of course, we're going to get the first value, so we don't have to care about this stream, and we're going to subscribe and, okay, get the sort. So this is going to be the current sort stream, and if there isn't any uh, anything in the query params, uh, it's going to be just the default value, which is going to be the empty string. So here, I'm just going to modify it, and I created this um, Handler, so I'm not going to go into uh, this kind of handlers, but pretty much what it does, it modifies the string in a certain way. Uh, so I feed it with the current sort, I feed it with the current active uh, column, and I feed it with the direction. But in certain cases, I want this um, like thing to be eliminated from the query params. And for example, when I'm um, have the default uh, ascendenting, for example, sorting, I want it to be just not shown. So what, what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to just say in, if the direction if the direction is the default ASC, I want to return no, which will actually exclude the query param, uh, this value from the query param, and otherwise I just want to fit it with the direction. As I said, I'm not going to uh, go into this function, so if somebody's interested, just go on GitHub after the show. I'm going to like post a link and you can check it out. So here is where we are actually going to uh, do the first mutation. We're going to use the router and then we're going to say navigate. So by using navigate, I'm going to change the query params. Uh, as you see, I'm not providing any other path. So I, that means that I want to uh, keep myself in the current path. And here I'm going to say query params. I want to change the sort. And it's very important here to say query params handling uh, merge because I want all the other query params to persist and change only this sort, okay? And uh, the other, uh, okay, this is the page change. So didn't specify query params handling at all, it would just wipe it out? Uh, sorry? So if you didn't specify the query params handling merge, um, it would just wipe out all of the query params. Yeah, out all of them, and we will only put this one if the values is other than undefined. Okay. So, whenever you provide undefined, it actually deletes it. 
So if I do something like this, uh, this means that if there is like a sort, it will automatically just get removed. Okay. Uh, okay, I changed this to sort because we're actually doing the sorting. Now we have to do the page uh, change handler. Uh, I'm going to get here the page size and the page index. And uh, here I'm going to use directly the router to navigate. So I'm going to say this router dot navigate. And uh, of course I want to maintain in the same path. I want to fit it with the page size. Oh, oops, sorry, query params. Query params, okay, page size, page size, and also I want the page, page. Uh, so here we, we actually get the page index, so it's a little bit tricky. So if the page index is zero, I want to say undefined, so I want this thing to be removed for the from the query. And if it's not zero, I actually want to increment it by one, uh, just because, um, the page index will be zero. Uh, it will be like one number less than the actual page that I expect, just because it's the index, and you know that arrays just start from zero. And uh, I mean, personally, I would start my pages at zero, but this works too. <laughs> well, I don't know. I understand, but. Um, I don't know. In this demo, I just decided to do it this way, so I'm sorry. No, no, I kid. I kid you. <laughs> so uh, pretty much, I think that uh, we are done. So we have our two handlers. Uh, I don't remember if we need uh, something else for uh, this to start working. So what we actually can do is probably um, try to compile it and see what we got. So here, I'm going to say ng-serve. And fingers crossed, hopefully I did not mess up something. And we're waiting and waiting. Okay, almost done. And that's all. So uh, I'm going to quickly go to localhost 400. Okay, 4,000. So this is something that I'll be showing a little bit later. Uh, what we want to do, actually do is go inside the users. So now I'm kind of like hoping that I'm fetching the users, but I think that something broke. Let's see uh, what is the error. Uh, could not find column with ID action just because uh, I put not action, uh, actions like this. I think that this is how it should be. Yes. Okay. And yay, we have we have loaded the users. So let's just uh, see it again. Okay. Uh, we're we should be actually making a request here. I'm not sure why it's not uh, loading. Let me refresh. Action. I'm not sure why we're not making a request. It should be saying that we're loading the users. Okay. See, like we pay, we pretty much loaded the users for page one. Uh, and this is the URL that we actually sent to the user. So here, uh, ooh, I, I, I kind of like forgot something. I forgot one property that is uh, for showing the filter, I think. Uh, I'm thinking, let me just check. So my idea is to present the filter by using the query param as well. Let me just check to see if I did not mess up something. So here we have those. Uh, user list data source, okay. I'm just quickly going to zoom out a little bit so it's going to be easier for me to find. Yeah, so we have uh, this show filter. Uh, filter. Okay, maybe I have to go here. What did I mess up? Hmm. Should be in the list component. Let me reload. So it can index things better. And hopefully uh, I'm going to see where the mistake is. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. 
Okay, why is it not showing? Okay, anyways, uh, let's check to see uh, if the sorting, no, something is not working correctly. Ah, I, I know what it's not working. Okay, so here inside the user routing, we forgot something very important. So when we're talking about re resolvers, uh, whenever we enter a certain route, uh, this resolver like gets executed and then it actually finishes, right? But what we actually want to configure is to say that whenever we want the query params uh, to change or the params to change, we want this resolver to run again. So there is like this option, run guards and resolvers, and pretty much you get, give it one of these values. I'm currently going to say I want every time the query params change, this resolver to get executed. And that means that um, pretty much we're going to get the new query params inside the resolver and we're going to send the new query to the server. And um, yeah, everything just started working correctly now, as you see. Uh, so the show filter that we actually described in our query params, as you see, we, when it's with the value true, it actually presents the filter and hides it, which is really cool. Uh, the other thing that we can actually do is type something here as, and you see how it actually refetched the data with the filter that we actually gave it. Uh, and we can actually delete the filter by clicking one button. And this button, what actually does, it just clears the query parameter that we have here on top. So I don't know, it's very, it's very cool. No, this is amazing. I love it. <laughs> It's really cool. Uh, it's very useful. As you see, uh, currently we're with uh, page size five, but if I change the page size, uh, we are going to see that we are going to get more than, uh, something is here is not working because we're getting zero out of zero. I'm thinking that I kind of, uh, I did something wrong here. Probably I named something that it, uh, it's not supposed to be like that. Uh, let me just quickly debug it. Um, if you mind, you don't mind, right? All right. So okay. one of the about this too is that you, by using the uh, route as the source of truth, right? You also mm -hmm. get the advantage of now you can deep link into the app with these settings, right? With this state. So now mm -hmm. it took that URL and opened up a new tab and went to that URL with those sort filters, right? Um, mm -hmm. The app would respond and, and load up with that data. Whereas if we didn't have it in the URL, you'd have to have some other type of way to rehydrate state. Um, so that's another benefit of, of leveraging the route as your source of truth and the query params as your state. Rehydrate state. I've never heard that one. I love it. <laughs> the other thing is that not only does it help you with your debugging, but it also helps uh, users of your application to share a URL. So if I were to be looking at this list and I happen to filter it or sort it, or whatever, exactly. share that my link um, because the values and the sort parameters and the filtering parameters are now part of the URL. I share that information as well so that people are looking at the same thing uh, when they load the same URL. Yeah, exactly. This is this is one of the, the things that uh, our customers really like is that we actually, uh, they can share the URLs and the application is exactly in the same stand that it was before. And you can actually see this by uh, doing this. Uh, oops, I didn't have to do this. Uh, I wanted to actually put a, a proper filter there. So if you do this and basically click here, uh, if you refresh the page, you ex end up exactly there. So that's what, what I'm actually talking about deterministic user interfaces because when you load the, 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 the application, it's exactly in the state that it was before. So yeah. This is the it cool thing. Eliminates that works on my machine, right? So now it's yeah in everybody's machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I, I noticed a few like bugs here. For example, uh, I'm not sure why here is like showing five and we're actually showing ten users. I think that I have like some some kind of a bug inside my source code. But uh, I suggest that like. Um, we just continue with the other stuff. And if you want, I can later debug it. Or if you want, I can actually debug it right now to try to see where the problem is, or we should continue. We're actually at the top of the hour, so we got to end. So maybe we need to plan okay. another episode and we can follow up on that. We could do that. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'm going to quickly like uh, show you the other stuff and we can actually end. Is, is that okay? 
Yeah, sure. Let's do that real quick. So, okay. So here inside the home, as you see, we have different like um, slide panels. And for example, here we are using some something called like uh, how do I call it? Like binary boolean. So pretty much here, this value it represents it. It, it is like a number, but we like the query param store converts it to a binary number and depending on the zero and ones that we have we actually open and close these dialogues here so this is pretty useful because of course it persists the states as you see like whenever we refresh the page we actually have the same data which is really cool and uh here i develop a really quickly a, a simple wizard that it's something that is very um like something that we develop a lot in our applications and for example, here, what I do is actually put everything inside the query params. And depending on these query params, actually, I disable the buttons. If, uh, and yeah, I can do a lot of things. As you see, I select the country, and I can proceed forward. I can select the dates. I put it here. I refresh the page. I have the exactly same, uh, the same state. So yeah, this is this is the general idea of this uh, of this library. <laughs> okay, I have to ask one question on that though. There's a limit on the length of the URL, right? It's pretty large. But yeah, yeah. 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 really yeah. Ever reached it. What? I said I didn't know there was a limit. It's awesome. <laughs> no, there is actually a limit. Yeah, but uh, I think that it is really large. Uh, we actually never had a case where we put so many stuff in the query parameters, but uh, I have like thought of certain like ways that we can actually kind of limit the space. For example, el el eliminating those kind of stuff and maybe putting some kind of a separator and just based on the 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 position of the data on the UI, you can actually save the data or something like that, or maybe some kind of minimization algorithm for the text or something like that, so it can be actually smaller. But these are certain things that I we, we never had a case, uh, and we I just never had time to actually sit down and develop. So. so you actually did solve it in some way with the previous one where you talked about the binary value, right? And you're like, I had to wrap up some descriptive yeah. state information into a small value and yeah. that's the way you solved it right is that so that's yeah. another thing that somebody could do regardless of whether the library does it or not we could take on and say okay how could we serialize our state data into a value that can go up in that query param right yeah yeah exactly this is something kind of minimization that is really cool and I, and we actually use this so that's why i i had to like put it inside the library because we uh, have a lot of the, uh, expansion windows like this one and we want them to be persistent so um yeah but i, I maybe i should stop sharing my screen now and just show myself so like this eliminates a lot of code Pretty much, we don't write uh, reducers. We don't write. We don't write selectors. Uh, we don't write action creators actions. Like this is something that I was really getting annoyed with. For example, if I need to show a, di a dialogue, if I'm going to be using NGRX, I have to write so much stuff. And with the query params, it's just so easy, so fast, very elegant. So you're suggesting that we query param all the things? <laughs> no. No, no. Uh, we, we, for example, query only the state, for example, some IDs and stuff like that, that it's like uh, just certain stuff that the UI is dependent on. All the other stuff, we put them in the NGRX because NGRX is amazing. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm excited to check it out more and I can see many uses of it. So we'd love to use it. It's very cool. I'm going to uh, push the whole application that I developed and yeah, you can check it out. You can play around and like, if you think that it's going to be useful or just add something, just do it totally up to it. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's see if we have any quick picks and then we'll, we'll call it a show. Uh, Mike or Alyssa, do you have anything that you want to shout out about? Mike's muted. Maybe he's talking. I, it was a great pick, and but no, I'll be the only one that knows about it. Um, no, I have a few picks. 
Uh, one, just because of some challenges I've been facing at work, um, I will just say a little uh, PSA um, to be diligent about your dependencies. So if you're adding a dependency to your application, think about it critically, whether or not what value it adds and complexities it adds, what problem it's trying to solve, but just be thoughtful as you add dependencies to your applications. Uh, my other t uh, pick is actually Justin is my pick. <laughs> he's confused. Not me. Some other Justin? <laughs> no, I enjoy uh, talking with Justin this, uh, on Angular and other places as well. So my pick again is NGBS. We'll be streaming tonight uh, as Justin and I are going to be talking about animations. And not only that, but Justin and I will be speaking together at NG Atlanta in February. So. Looking forward to both of those. All right. Well, I was going to pick you, so I, I guess that, that that covers it. <laughs> Alyssa, do you have any picks? Maybe not. All right. Okay, Ilya, thanks a ton for coming on, sharing the content. Really appreciate it. This stuff is awesome. So super appreciate your time and, and sharing this stuff with us. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Hey, do you have any picks? <laughs> Any picks, Elisa? Uh, yeah, actually. So nerdy, it was going to be Ilya. Uh, and it's because uh, I needed help. Uh, I needed somebody to do a talk at DevReach, my company's throwing in Sophia. And he is so gallant and amazing and so smart. Like, oh my gosh. So thank you so much for doing that. And I look forward to watching the recording of it. And um, thank you for being on air, like on, on Angular Air. You've, you're blowing my mind, man. Thank you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm starting to blush. Well, thank you, guys. It was really a pleasure. I always want to be on Angular Air, so I hope that I can be some other time, maybe as a panelist or something. So it's going to be really cool. For sure. We'd love to have you, for sure. So thank you. Appreciate it. OK. Right. Thank you. That's a wrap. Everyone have a good one. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.